This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, and I'm here with Reverend Bill Marcioni. We're going to talk about a couple of things, but most especially, I have a couple of questions. You ready? It's about praying for other people, or about other people. Yeah. So let me frame the question, just so that I can comprehend it while you're, you're explaining it. If my husband is treating me badly... Not my husband, because he's cool. But if my husband is treating me badly, can I do a practical prayer for him to change? Or can I do a practical prayer for someone else to change? Like kids who make poor choices and stuck on stupid. (laughs) Wouldn't, Wouldn't it be wonderful if we can pray to change other people? And it doesn't work that way. Now, it's, it comes out looking like it works that way a little bit, but it doesn't work particularly that way. And to understand, you have to dive into the dynamics. So let's say somebody has a husband who is treating them poorly. That probably didn't just start this afternoon. That's probably the sort of thing that has been going on for a while, growing and evolving and, and following a path. And usually that sort of thing is leftover from earlier training or beliefs or circumstances where if somebody's treating their spouse badly, it's because they grew up in a dysfunctional family where the norm was treating people badly. And that's what they've learned. And maybe there's a belief sort of ingrained that if I'm feeling bad, the best thing I can do is make somebody else feel bad because that'll make me feel better. And it's really difficult to make that all go away using some words today. So as we are going through our growth process, what happens is we get to unlearn the things that we learned previously. So, you know, go right right back to the basic, the fundamental notion that there's one infinite creative power that creates everything, including us, and we use that same creative power to create our lives according to our beliefs. Your new life begins with a new thought or... It's done unto you as you believe. The key parts about that, it's done unto you as you believe. It is not done unto somebody else as you believe. And it doesn't have to be done unto you as they believe. So it's always an agreement. Take that into kids who are stuck on stupid. Well, they got there somehow, and they don't need to stay there. Sometimes there's 
whatever their resistance or their stubbornness or their personality traits are that keep them there. But it is always possible for someone to change. They have to want to change. So I'll go back and talk about the the deal with somebody's husband, unless you have a question in the the meantime. Sort of. I I do. I I understand what you're saying, but this is when somebody is abusive and and not just physically, maybe uh, verbally or emotionally abusive or just an off person. You said they have to want to change. It's not change doesn't come because I believe it. But then it does come because I believe it. Right. I mean, it's done unto you as you believe. So I want a change in another person. Help me out with that. Okay. What what you actually want is a change in your life experience. So, and I'm going to go third person on this instead of talking about you because it's not about you, it's about her. Whoever, you know, Naomi. We'll make it about Naomi. So, Naomi is in this long marriage with Brutus. And it's abusive, and she's not having a good time, and she does not want to be in an abusive relationship. And the easiest answer would be for Brutus to stop being abusive. Mm-hmm. And that's the easy way out, because then Naomi doesn't have to do anything. She has to do a prayer, and Brutus has to do all the work. What Naomi actually wants is to be in a loving and uplifting and uh, mutually supportive relationship with her perfect spouse. So she can definitely do a prayer for that. We can do a prayer for her for that. What she needs to let go of is the thought that she's going to be able to do everything in the future the same way that she's been doing in the past. I'll tell you a quick story. When I was little, probably five or six years old, the neighbor friends were over playing in the backyard. And Jenny started screaming. Bill hit me, Bill hit me. And my mother came out and whacked me. We don't hit girls. I'm crying and shocked and whatever it is. And the next day, they're over playing again, and Jenny starts screaming, Bill hit me, Bill hit me. And my mother comes out, and she's thinking to herself, that's kind of unusual. Jenny, why did Bill hit you? She said, because I hit him. And I didn't get swatted again. And to want the situation to be that Jenny can keep on doing what she's been doing, but Bill's going to stop hitting her back is it's a little naive. So what we need to do, what Naomi needs to be willing to do is to let go of everything else that she thinks that she needs to have. So she's got a marriage and she's got Brutus and she's got a house and she's got the kids and the car and the lifestyle and whatever it happens to be. And she's being abused. She has to be willing to change to allow the space in her life for that loving relationship to show up. And it might be by Brutus going, oh my God, I don't want to lose this. You know, I've got all this stuff that I've been doing. And we've seen countless cases where somebody starts doing work on themselves and suddenly a relationship that was in real jeopardy turns into Romeo and Juliet's story. And that can certainly happen. But it's not going to happen because Naomi wants to continue criticizing her husband and talking smack about him with her friends and disrespecting him and and ignoring him and giving him all of the emotional cold shoulder that she might have been giving him that's causing that whole dynamic. She can't keep doing what she's been doing and expect the situation to change because he's going to fix it. It's a dance. 
Now, the prayer is, as I said, for Naomi to have her perfect loving relationship, to be loved and supported, to be loving and supportive, and to feel that that connection between two souls is evolving and unfolding for them. So let's rewind a bit. Yeah, I said a lot. Yeah, because this, the way you, you posed this, it made Naomi the person who caused the abuse. She has to be willing to not do this, not be negative, not do all the, the other things. So we're making Naomi guilty no, of no, her no, no, own no. abuse. Yeah, well, she is not guilty. She is not to blame. We don't do guilt or blame. We do experience. And the only thing that I know about where I am on my path of life right now is that I have walked every step of the path up until here. So if I find myself in a relationship that I don't like, I can't just blame it on the other person. This is my relationship. This is our relationship. And the, my starting point now is right where I am. So Naomi doesn't need to, to, to be blamed for the situation, but there's been a dynamic going on that she's been involved in. And it could be as innocent as believing that Brutus was going to take care of her when Brutus wasn't capable of doing that. That this guy who she's connected with is not capable of having the sort of relationship with her that she wants to have. And when you put it that way, oh, it becomes pretty apparent. She needs a different relationship. She needs to stop having the relationship with the guy who can't engage with her the way that she wants to be engaged with. To make room for something different in her life. I can go with the second part, and I guess it's because I have a, a a little bit of family history with domestic violence, and I've done so much work with domestic violence. So the, it was kind of a, I don't know if it was an unfair question, but it, there's so many moving parts to this. Mm -hmm. And I'm so interested in the prayer part, but I'm very sensitive about blaming the victim, you know, oh. and that's not what we're talking about. And that's, that's what I was feeling. No, we're definitely not blaming the victim. And I, and I understand how it can sound that way, because what we're talking about in the New Thought teaching is the balance between authority and accountability. I have the authority to create my life in whatever manner I, I'm seeking. And I have the accountability that when I am experiencing my life, it's a result of everything that I have believed that has created it. Now, with domestic violence, especially in families where there's a history of domestic violence, you know, why is there an abusive relationship between these two people? Well, it's because he learned it from his family and she learned it from her family and his family learned it from their grandparents and her family learned it from generation after generation after generation. So it is possible that those beliefs have been baked in for so long that nobody has an understanding of how to do it differently. So they're not to blame. It's, it's like you get a computer and you put in a program that you don't like, and then you blame the computer for the program. It's like, no, you need to load a different program. I can see that. Again, I think domestic violence has so many moving parts. You know, it's, it's hard to get at it with just how you pray for it. Mm -hmm. But maybe the second question is a little different. Like uh, kids who are stuck on stupid? Yeah, and kids can be stuck on stupid, but so can grown people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no expiration date <laughs> on stupid. <laughs> so so how, do you, how do you do that? How do you work with that? 
Um, let's take a quick break and come back to Stuck on Stupid. <laughs> okay. You can put practical prayer to work in your life, and Reverend Bill Marcioni can help. He is offering an online class that teaches you to create your own practical prayer in five weekly one-hour sessions. The final hour brings your practical prayer together, anchored in live original music by a notable New Thought musician. Practical prayer is based on the most effective prayers found in religions and spiritual practices all over the world. Use it to deepen ever more fully into the truth of your spiritual nature. It's the core of a transformational spiritual practice that's simple, even if it's not always easy. Reverend Bill is also available for private spiritual counseling prayer sessions. Together, you'll lean into the challenges you've experienced in life and explore the transformation that's possible through practical prayer. He'll uncover old, hidden beliefs and uproot them to make way for the life of your dreams. Everything you need to know is on the website at b-v-light.com. That's b-v-light.com. Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, and I'm here with Reverend Bill Marcioni. We've been talking about praying to change another person. Yeah, and so. the part that we got up to is our children, and especially our teenagers, or young adult children, or even grown adult children. And the phrase that you use, which just tickled me, is stuck on stupid. And we all know people who have done that. It seems like no matter what the opportunity is, you know, they could they could take the the easy way or the hard way. They can take the uplifting way or the, the demoralizing way. And they choose a way that's even worse than the one that you had in mind. Yeah. And so can I pray for that young person to change? What you can pray for is for that young person to make good choices. And the other, the, the part that, that gets to be yours or Naomi's or whoever that third person we're talking about is, is to let go of their attachment to it going the way they think it ought to go. Because mm. when I think somebody is stuck on stupid, it's my judgment that what they're doing is stupid and that they're not listening to wisdom or insight or experience or, uh, let's face it, me, because they're doing it their own way and figuring it out for themselves. Wisdom and maturity is when we learn that we can learn from other people's mistakes instead of having to make them for ourselves. But, you know, we, we're, we're always learning from mistakes. As we go into an endeavor, it can work really well or it can work really poorly. If it works really well, that's an experience of joy. That was great. We might not even be aware that this could have gone off the rails. So what generally happens when we're looking at somebody else who's stuck on stupid is that they do not have the wisdom or the maturity or the confidence or the ability to make good choices and take steps that are going to be helpful and uplifting and productive for them. Mm -hmm. In that case, the prayer is for that person to make good choices, to live in a manner that makes their life joyous and harmonious and prosperous and healthy and vital and loving and loved and content and creative and whatever the adjectives are that we want to have for them. 
there's an infinite creative power that creates everything, and we can invite it to create something wonderful for that person. We have to completely let go of what it looks like. So as a parent, or, or yeah, as a parent, even a teacher maybe, you detach yourself from the outcome that you see. You know, I don't have a right to envision someone else's life and pray them into it or think that I can pray them into it. You're not going to be able to pray them into the life that you want for them. Yes. You can pray them into the best possible life that they can have. And you can pray for the lessons that they're learning to be as gentle and as easy as is possible in any way. But they're still going to be their lessons. It's still going to be their life. That That's difficult. Oh, it is difficult. And sometimes, you know, there's an intervention that's necessary. My daughter once had a a boo-boo on her leg, and it got infected. And she was she was an adult at that point. And, you know, I looked at it, and her mom looked at it, and we said, yeah, you need to go see the doctor, because that's infected, and that could be a problem. And she said, I don't have time to go to the doctor. It'll be fine. Da, 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 da. And it was important enough for me that I said, if you don't have time to go to the doctor to get that fixed now, you're definitely not going to have time for the amputation later. And it was intentionally me upping the ante on the conversation Mm -hmm. to insist that she change her behavior. And I don't do that very often. I sometimes make gentle observations or suggestions of, you know, it's a really important thing to do. But for that one, I, I went over the top. Uh, and it, it turned out that um, she spent three days in the hospital on IV antibiotics, um, mm-hmm. and her leg is fine. It could have really gone bad, and that was an instance where pushing was very helpful. Oh, and her mom pushed in the same direction. I think she might have made the same sort of comment. For other stuff, though, where it's questionable choices, like, yeah, is that something you want to do? Going to you know drive for a vacation to Vermont in the wintertime. It's like, make sure that you have a blanket and gloves and boots and emergency supplies in the car because you never know what's going to happen. And once they're informed of that, it's like, they're going to go. They'll be fine. The prayer is for their safety and for their comfort and for their guidance and for everything unfolding with joy and happiness and survival for them. But unless you're going to go on the trip with them or pack the car for them, (laughs) they got to learn it. Yeah, well, the the key, something that was very key that you said was to let go of the outcome mm-hmm. or the sometimes the fear, you know, you have this outcome or fear of what could possibly happen if they do this and it doesn't have to be so. Yeah, well, and that's worry, right? Yes. Interestingly, worry fulfills all of the specifications of a practical prayer. It is an idea held in mind and repeated over and over again in consciousness, which is the same thing that a practical prayer is, except worry is like a prayer for what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, here's a suggestion. Stop doing that. <laughs> Mostly because it's not helping. And how many times is there something that somebody's really, really worried about, and it happens? So did their worry bring it? bring it on it certainly aided it mm-hmm. you know the metaphor is a is, is a boat 
the boat is always going to go in the direction that the pointy end is headed. And if we're aiming our little ship in the direction of what we don't want, it's going to tend to head that way. Now, we will be able to turn it around, maybe, before we go over the waterfall. But the idea is to learn to recognize when we're doing worry and pivot. It gets back to your favorite part of practical prayer, step zero, which is the purpose. If I find myself with the same thoughts going through my mind over and over again about something that I don't want to have happen, and I'm catastrophizing about just exactly how how high the waterfall is and how strong the current is and how little my boat is and all the rest of that, it's like, what do I want to be thinking about instead? Smooth, calm waters, safe travels, joy and fun. Whatever is the opposite of that catastrophe that I am aware of or afraid of. Mm. And you can drop into prayer anytime you find yourself worried. You know, it's like the fire emergency people say, stop, drop, and pray. Stop the worrying, drop that idea of what you don't want, and take it to prayer. So again, um, it's letting go of the outcome, that that fear-based outcome, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Which then allows you to pray for the best and highest possible yeah. good. Yeah, and you know, to take it back to Naomi and Brutus. If I'm just talking to Naomi, the prayer is going to be for Naomi to have the sort of committed long-term relationship where she is loved and loving and supported and connected and she is safe and she is uplifted at all times. When I get into the, the refutation part of the prayer, I'm going to talk about there's no need for abuse or physical violence or uh, emotional trauma there is simply the opportunity for love and mutual support and connection to unfold in her perfect loving relationship. And get her to acknowledge that, you know, it might not be Brutus. And that if if she is supposed to be in a different relationship, that gets revealed to her with clarity and ease. Because it's really easy. You know, if Brutus comes home with a gun and starts shooting at things, then it's really obvious that you know, this is picked up a notch and she needs to go. We don't need that to happen. Something equally revelatory can happen without it needing to escalate the violence. Mm. It is also possible that Brutus, you know, once she stands in that truth of this is not a relationship that I'm going to be in anymore. I am a different person than I was when I was being abused. Once she owns that, there's that, that light, that powerful light to start shining at her as her. And it is completely possible that something in Brutus is going to see that. It's like, oh. Naomi's different now. And now I feel like if I continue doing what I've been doing, I'm going to be destroying our relationship. And it's too important to me. So by claiming her power, perhaps he will in, he'll step up his game a little bit. Or she'll walk. Or somebody completely wonderful will show up and she'll say, I've been hanging out with Brutus. And he'll say, that clod from high school? I've loved you since we were sophomores. And boom, the switch is turned, and she's out of here, and she's into there, and it, it becomes wonderful. There are so many possibilities as long as we're not clinging to what we used to be doing. And each time you explain practical prayer, and yeah, the, the zero step is my favorite because <laughs> <laughs> you have to de- identify what you want before you can really actually effectively pray for it, know what you're asking. But it's the outcome that perfect, wonderful outcome 
that you you desire the experience. I'm right. learning this language, right? It's right. the experience that you want, not necessarily the experience that you're in. You know, what I want is peace, calm, a loving relationship, kids grown or think they're grown <laughs> to make good, <laughs> good and wise decisions. And it's just that right there. You know, it's like not going out painting the the picture or the scenario as it should be. I have three wonderful nutty kids. You know, they're just crazy nuts. And each one of them were born. I decided what they were going to be when they grew up. Oh, well, and, there's there's a map for success, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, and none of it happened. We all sit around and laugh. I said, you know, none of you did what I asked you, what you were supposed to do. And I was so sure because I saw their personalities and I matched it with what I thought they should be doing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just crazy laughter. But I'm telling you, I'm a poster mom for that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, so when it comes to how I had to change this, also the the poem by Khalil Gibran on children, that was just an eye opener, knocked me off my feet. You don't yeah. have the right to paint a scenario for somebody else to fit. And in my case, and any other mom and dad who's willing to admit it, you got to admit that you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what did Gibran say? They, they don't come from us, they come through us. They come through us. And I thought, yeah. oh, my God, is that true? They're not actually my, my, mine? No. You know? and, then he, and then he says that they're like arrows that you shoot from the bow. The bow is yours, but the arrow's on its own path. Exactly. I gave them that poem, each one of them, you know, and I apologized for how I had made mistakes during their growing up years. And I violated all of this. And then I finished and told them it was all a lie. You got to listen to everything I said. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, but you're so right. You know, when you talk about the life that you want, it's being detached from a particular outcome, but the happiness, the joy that you want to feel and experience is the focus. Yeah. So I think the prayer that we're going to do after the break is going to be, it's actually going to be for Carol. It's going to be for Carol to continuously be surprised and delighted by the wonderful choices that her children make and how delightfully their lives are turning out. That's cool. That sounds like a good mom prayer. That 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 sounds like a good mom prayer. I'm not letting them hear it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you will. Let's take a break. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. 
That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Bill Marcioni, and you're going to do a practical prayer for moms? Yeah, for specifically Carol, but for moms in general. So we're yeah. going to use you as the template for this one. Okay, and so can, can I just say this? Like, I'm a control freak mom, you know? I'm admitting this. Okay. So those who are listening that are, they will know it. They'll identify. <laughs> And if you were dealing with kids or young adults or older adults who are stuck on stupid, would you do a prayer for you to be continuously surprised at the great choices that they're making? I really would at this point. Okay. Yeah. But there's there's a lot to let go of because, you know, mother knows best. Okay. Well, that's not mother's job. <laughs> <laughs> There's no school for this, but yes, I agree with that, you know, and only because I've come so far with the teachings, with practical prayer specifically, and with your classes in New Thought Philadelphia, you know, that I've been See, able to... See, there is a school for this. Yeah, there is a school for this. It really is, you know, yeah. but it's not, it's a school for moms and people that want to change something, not change the thing, you know. Yeah. And like I would have gone nuts because I had three children going in three different directions. So I would have really been going nuts. But to change me. Yeah. You know, and, and it wasn't to change them either. It, that was a byproduct. Like they're getting the gravy out of this. Mm hmm. The mm -hmm. little rascals. And what it comes right down to is the prayer is for how you are going to feel, how you are going to be how you are going to be engaging with the world and with your kids once this change happens. It is nothing about what specifically is going to be changing because that's what you don't have control over. And sorry, control freak mama, you never did, but your ego told you you did. And so we're just, we're going to, we're going to let that go. You ready to do a practical prayer? I'm ready. For Carol and all of the control freak moms and dads, by the way, this is uh, this is not gender or role based. Everybody gets to do this a little bit because uh, we have that desire for things to work out in a way that's going to be harmonious, and we think we know best, and that's where the fun begins. So acknowledging that that's you know that's all the situation, the circumstances we we have, we know what our, the purpose of our prayer is, and so we begin by turning our attention away from all the stuff, all the details, all the observations and judgments and information that we have around us, and turn to that infinite power and presence. Turn our awareness to the divine, that one source from which everything flows. Uh, we call it the Creator. We call it God. We call it the Big Bang. Whatever it is that we call it, it is that which existed before any of this stuff existed. It is that which is sharing itself. It's light. It's love. It's substance. It's energy. Everything is that one appearing in its own unique and specific form. Each person who is within the sound of my voice is a particular expression or unfolding or exclamation 
of that one love. And all of that creation is interweaving and folding back upon itself and inviting and allowing more and more and more to come into our experience. But behind all the seeming separateness, there is the truth that we are all one. We are all part of that one infinite power and presence. We are all that divine intelligence taking our own particular form. Each one listening is that infinite intelligence, that divine love, taking her or his specific form. And so is everyone we are engaging with. Our children, our spouses, our beloveds, our significant others, our colleagues and neighbors, everyone is that infinite presence taking particular form. And as we engage with each other, that divine light of God's love is shining through and as and in everyone. That infinite intelligence that's present in me and is present in Carol and in all of the moms and dads and people who used to be controlling, that same infinite intelligence, that same divine goodness is present in our kids and in everyone. So this prayer is to know that love is unfolding, that goodness is revealing itself through and as and in the kids and through and as and in each one who is listening. We are continuously surprised and delighted by the wonderful choices and the happy life experiences that those who are significant to us are experiencing. We are easily letting go of what used to be the judgments that kept us limited and in control. We are opening up to an awareness of the good, the unique good that is revealing itself through those children, through those others. And by doing so, we let go of our attachment to the specifics and open ourselves even more fully to the awareness of the love that's not just available, but that's unfolding. So that divine goodness, that love, that harmony, that peace, that divine guidance, that peace of mind is unfolding for each of us. And healing and prosperity and love and creativity and deep spirituality and balanced emotional life Great choices are unfolding for each of those people who we care about as we let go of our control over it and open ourselves up to the goodness. I let go, I let God, and I know that good is already unfolding in ways that I might be able to imagine, in ways that completely transcend that. And so with this feeling of thanks, I speak this word of intention and I release it into the same creative law that has created everything. It's created everything, it's creating this. And that peace of mind and that serenity is at hand right here and right now. And the wonderful stories are already unfolding. So with gratitude for this good, I speak this word. I let it go. I know it's so. So it is. Amen. So it is. Well, that was good. Thank you. You're going to have to report back. We need some stories out of you soon. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at newthoughtphilly.org.
This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.